Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Well, I'm not sure it's going to be the funniest show in America today. I don't think that's possible uh, today. Um, I'm Jerry Callahan. I'm in for Rob Carson today, and what a day to be here, to be on the air, because I said a couple weeks ago on my show, I said, I did something last night I don't think I've ever done before. There were two punks in Las Vegas, as you may recall, in a stolen car in the Hyundai, and they ran down a retired police chief who was psych- bike, uh, riding his bike on the side of the road. They did it for fun, for kicks. They had a good laugh, and I said the next day, I don't think I've ever witnessed a murder before. I watched a murder last night, and it, it was, it rattled me. I said, that's the, the, the world we live in now. Everybody's got their phone out, even these punks who are killing people. Um, that was pretty disturbing. Well, what did I do this weekend? I watched war. I watched, I watched murder. I watched terrorism live, and uh, I couldn't turn away. I thought Saturday would be the most disturbing day I've experienced in a while. Just watching cable news and on my phone and online and watching these maniacs um, ride their paragliders into um, Israel and uh, with their with their weapons and just start indiscriminately killing people, killing kids, killing women. Young women there to dance and enjoy a concert. We saw the aftermath. We saw the bodies in the street. We saw them take a young woman, a naked young woman, and take her dead body, throw it in the back of a truck, and parade it around town to cheers from people in Gaza. And I thought, I don't think I've ever been more disturbed, more sickened by a display like that in my life. Then came Sunday. Sunday, that was yesterday. And what did we see around this country, around our country, in New York, in Seattle, in in many big cities? We saw celebration. Celebration of a terrorist attack, the worst attack on Israel in decades. The deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. We saw flags waving. We saw people cheering. Palestinians cheering, Palestinian Americans. I mean, I, 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 my voice is a little shaky right now because I was yelling at the TV because I, I was just, I, it, it affected me. I can't believe it's happening in this country. It's like after 9-11, if people were cheering for Al-Qaeda, that's what it is. We watched a terrorist attack. We watched with the death, with death toll right now is up to about 900 at least nine Americans dead, and their fellow Americans were marching through the streets of New York City, waving the flags 
of those terrorists and cheering. It is. It, it was one of the most sickening, disturbing things I've seen. We heard uh, stories after 9-11 of people cheering in New York. There was they were few and far between. It was disputed. People argued, oh, no, it didn't happen. Yes, it did. But it was very rare. I mean, it was maybe one or two. This was thousands of people marching in our streets, cheering for what we saw in uh, Israel over the weekend. It doesn't get any more disturbing than that. It is truly, truly a sad day in in the world, but also in this country. We have elected officials, congresspeople, my congresswoman, I live in Boston. I am represented to my everlasting shame by Ayanna Presley. She's a squad member. She, like AOC, like Rashida Tlaib, uh, Elon Omar, Corey Bush. What was their reaction immediately after the, uh, this devastating terrorist attack? It was to call for a ceasefire. A ceasefire? That'd be like calling for a ceasefire on 9-12-2001. You want a ceasefire after one side attacked and killed innocent civilian, killed children, raped, just indiscriminately shot at people, innocent people, civilians, not soldiers, not police officers, innocent civilians, kids, and they call for a ceasefire? And it wasn't just them. It was our administration. The, uh, our Secretary of State tweeted out that he was uh, uh, speaking to the uh, Turkish ambassador, and they agreed it was time for a ceasefire. What did he do? What did Tony Blinken, perhaps the weakest, most pathetic member of this administration? He deleted, of course. But that's their instinct. That's the way they think. They, they, they have the same mentality as the, uh, the faculty lounge at, at Brown or Smith College or Harvard. We will get to Harvard. Truly a disgraceful place. I mean, I, I'm, I'm seriously today going to call for an end to any federal funds being funneled to Harvard. It is a disgrace. Harvard students in mass took the side of the terrorists. That's what they did. Condemned Israel. You want to condemn Israel? You want to have some sympathy for the, uh, the, the people of Gaza. You can do that, but not today, not yesterday, not this weekend. I, I, I find it unconscionable that we have elected officials who chose this day when there when they're hostages and when they're still trying to identify the dead children, they picked that day to condemn Israel? What are they thinking? What, what, what is, what, again, it's, it's, um, it's the way they think. It's why they give $6 billion to Iran. It's why they want to negotiate with Iran, as Iran is helping, assisting in the planning of this attack. At that very time, our administration is uh, finding a way to uh, free up $6 billion. And if I hear one more person say, that's not the $6 billion. That, that's not the money they use for a terrorist attack. What does it matter? How does that matter? Someone explain that to me. Maybe we can, uh, we can get to the phone call. Someone will explain to me how it matters what they do with that $6 billion. If that $6 billion is spent on medicine and food and humanitarian reasons, 
That means they you free up money to do other things like, oh, I don't know, kill innocent Israelis, kill innocent people at a concert in Israel. The idea that it's not fungible, the idea that, oh, no, we're, we're, we're watching, we're checking. They can't use that money to kill civilians. Why not? It's just absurd. Obviously, we get a lot of lies from the Biden administration. But that could be the most laughable, that, that the money they've sent this, the, the Iranian regime can't be used for, for, for terrorism. Even the, uh, the, whoever it was, the president of Iran said, we will use it however we feel like using it. You can't control us. I'll tell you what they could do, what they probably already should have done is refreeze the money. How do, how, do you, how do you not? How do you not stop them from using that money again for, for, for terrorism? I mean, it, it's just bizarre. I don't, I've never really understood where the sympathy, where the empathy, where the, where the connection comes from, where you look at Iran and you say, yes, we should be negotiating with them. Yes, there's some, you know, there's some upside to that. I, I think, I don't think it's obviously Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't have any have any feelings one way or the other he has no convictions he has no principles but he's controlled he somehow he gets controlled on the on the environment he's controlled by the green new deal wackos on this on iran on the middle east somehow he is under the control of the squad of the faculty lounge at brown of these crazy radicals who think israel is an apartheid state israel they're the nazis and the poor Palestinians, the poor people of Gaza, are just victims. Today, Israel turned off the electricity. Tonight, in Gaza, turned off the water. And immediately you hear, oh, that's a war crime. A war crime? Here's an idea. If you don't want Israel to turn off your electricity and your water, which is free, by the way, then don't, I don't know, ride a paraglider into Israel and kill innocent civilians. Just a thought. Just a thought. But... We don't know what Joe Biden is thinking right now. I don't think. I don't think. We don't know because Joe Biden had nothing to say yesterday. I find this amazing. I've been watching every move the man has made since he's been elected. He's the most corrupt president we've ever had. He is just, there's not a redeeming quality to the man. But the thing he does, the work, thing that he's so bad at are the easiest parts of the job. Here's what Joe Biden doesn't do. He doesn't go to East Palestine, Ohio. He doesn't go to Waukesha, Wisconsin. He doesn't meet with Gold Star families. Simple, easy. Even a, a man in the throes of dementia could do that, could just show up at, the, uh, at an event for the Gold Star families, just sympathize with them, apologize to them. You got their kids killed. The least you could do was sit down with them and talk to them and not mention your son, Bo, or go to Hawaii and not mention your cat not mention your Corvette. How hard is that? It's not hard. Yesterday, he had to step before the cameras, demand, uh, 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 show support for Israel, and, and demand our people be freed. There are Americans being held hostage. What did he do? He hosted a barbecue. That's what happened yesterday at uh, the White House. A barbecue. Jill and Joe held a barbecue. The reporters couldn't see it but they could hear it because there was a live band no events planned no press conference i think he called the lid at 11:30 a.m 
and had a barbecue. I'm sure it was lovely. As the war was raging, as Americans were being slaughtered, as Americans were being held hostage, as the whole world was watching, Joe Biden was uh, flipping burgers at the White House. But uh, that is our president. Um, the media will be, whatever, covering for him as they always do. But I'm not sure we're in the best hands if we find out today that there are hostages being held in tunnels in Gaza. Are we supposed to think Joe Biden has it all under control? Tony Blinken? It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace that they, had, they, that they gave the, the Iranians $6 billion that they traded for hostages, which means there will be more hostages, and there are, and there'd be more terror, and there is. This is absolutely on the hands of Joe Biden, and uh, we're supposed to think, well, he'll, 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 he'll do the right thing. He'll get our people home. This is incredible because... Um, I don't know where we go from here. Today, uh, people are going to talk about how Congress has no Speaker of the House. I don't care. I'll, I'll get into that later, but I don't care if we have no Speaker of the House. I care that we have Congress people like AOC, like Elon Omar, like Ayanna Presley, who sympathize with the monsters, with the savages that's, that flew, that's the thousand savages that went into Israel and just started indiscriminately killing. They look at that situation and they say, Israel is the, the, the oppressor. These are poor oppressed people. And today, get ready for it. It's coming. I'll be there for it. Get ready. The media is going to slowly start blaming Israel. They're slowly going to start talking about how these poor folks had no choice. They're going to condemn them for shutting off the electricity. They'll, they'll condemn them for, for whatever, anything, for going in there with uh, 300,000 troops going in there full force on the ground. And there'll be uh, civilians killed. There'll be buildings damaged. And you'll be seeing, you'll be hearing it. And uh, get ready for Anderson Cooper, who I watched yesterday for a while. Anderson Cooper kept calling them militants. I don't know why this bothers me. I don't know why I expect anything better from Anderson Cooper, but he kept saying the militants from Gaza, the militants, the Palestinian mil militant. That sounds cool, a militant. Um, I think the definition of terrorism, terror, is using civilians or killing civilians to get your uh, political or for political or religious reasons. This was terrorism by any definition. How are they not terrorists? How are they militants? Anderson, he was in Tel Aviv, of course. He was safe, and he was—he he actually said at one point, the, gov uh, the U.S. government calls them terrorists. Uh, that's because they are, Anderson. They're not militants. Militants! I don't know why that bothers me, but it does, and I should get used to it, because the, uh, the media is just getting warmed up. You wait. You're gonna, it's going to be infuriating the next few days listening to these people try to go do a little whataboutism and talk about uh, the things Israel has done to uh, to the poor folks of Gaza and turning off the electricity and whatever. You, it's going to get sickening. It's going to get nauseating. Don't forget, a thousand militants stormed in Israel and just started killing kids. Um, we'll get to that. We, we have some sound, some incredible sound from a father who talked about how they shot the kids in the face. And they needed DNA samples. They had to go to the kids' homes for toothbrushes to identify them using DNA. 
those are that, that's that's a special kind of evil right there that we'll, we'll get to that and uh, so much more i gotta get to the uh, protests i gotta get to our uh, elected officials and where they're coming down on this harvard who is uh, supporting the terrorists harvard i mean wide a wide swath of harvard student groups all supporting the terrorists it is nauseating and confirmation at least from the wall street journal that iran not only supported financially they were there planning this attack iran while we were negotiating with them they were planning the attack with the uh, the terrorists we'll get to all that i'm jerry callahan this is the rob carson show we'll be right back I mentioned this before, I watched a lot of stuff over the weekend, a lot of really disturbing stuff, but this would be at the top of the list. This is a father talking about children. Only one side in this conflict kills children intentionally. Only one side. I would say this to every one of those protesters marching in New York City yesterday. You're rooting for the people who shoot children in the face. That's who you're supporting. People who shoot children in the face. Now, there'll be civilians who die on both sides. That's the fault of the uh, terrorists. That's not the fault of the Israelis who are uh, about to uh, embark on a historic counteroffensive. It's not going to go, not going to be pretty, but uh, we know who's to blame for this. Listen to this man talk about what those terrorists did to kids. Go ahead. Um, what I'm saying is that you're going into houses. We had to, you, you mentioned, uh, Grisha mentioned that 260 kids that were murdered in the party. The ones that were murdered in my moshav were so brutally shot that um, we actually had to use DNA samples to identify them because their face was that blur, which means that I spent, as when I came up to the moshav, I went with the rest of the people to do whatever we can, and we literally went from house to house of victims to look for toothbrushes or sweaty shirts that were not worn so they will be taken to the morgue that they can be checked for DNA to identify the bodies. But the bodies were so disgraced up to a point that after the shooting took place, after they were killed, they were shot in the head multiple times by those terrorists. Um, and that's how I spent a little bit of my day. And then coming into one of the houses, one of the neighbors, heard me and asked me to come help him when he was cleaning the blood from his stepmother murdered there and his father shot there and he couldn't do it himself. So I find myself swiping the floor where you can literally see how somebody shot through the window a 70 year old woman, 70 year old woman sitting in a living room was shot through a window. She fell away, she tried to run away. You can literally spot the trace of blood. Then she twice she was shot again, and that was the final resting place because that was the biggest stain of blood which I particularly cleaned myself, and that's how it looked from our side of it. That's how it looks from his side. Immediately after that, AOC, Ayanna Presley, Elon Omar called for a ceasefire. It's supposed to just stop and talk and negotiate that is insane we'll get to that and we'll get back to that and uh, lots more on today's rob carson show i'm jerry callahan stay with us
Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I'm Jerry Callahan. I'm in for Rob Carson today. I've been on the radio in Boston for about 25 years. I don't remember too many days where I sat in front of the mic and felt this kind of rage. I mean, I've seen, obviously, I was on the air on 9-11. I was on the air when the planes went into the buildings, and I was on the air for weeks afterwards. I was on the air um, when the uh, uh, when the Zarniavs blew up the Boston Marathon. They... Uh, blew the legs off a good friend of mine, uh, and I certainly felt rage then. I don't remember feeling this kind of rage, and I'll tell you why. It's one thing to see ter- a terrorist attack. It's one thing to see innocent civilians murdered. But how is there not just, how, is, how, how in this country we live among people cheering the terrorists on? I told you about my congresswoman, Ayanna Presley, an absolute disgrace to this country, to this state, an absolutely despicable person. I live right down the road from Harvard University, and maybe you still think Harvard's a respected place. It is not. Harvard is 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 also a disgrace to this country. Immediately after, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, forget the fact that they hired uh, Brian Steltler and uh, and uh, what's his name, the uh, De Blasio, <coughs> to teach your children. Um, Immediately after the Hamas terrorists stormed that uh, that outdoor music festival, uh, assassinating, murdering hundreds of innocent young people, Harvard uh, professor emeritus Lawrence Tribe, another disgrace. I can't believe he typed these words. He writes, is Netanyahu wagging the dog of war to take attention away? from his own war on independent judiciary? Can anyone put that past him? So Netanyahu's own countrymen are being indiscriminately slaughtered. And this nitwit, this, this, this insane person says, you know what, I think Netanyahu's behind this attack. I mean, how insane is that? Of course, he immediately uh, deletes it, but you know, Twitter is forever and we got it and everyone saw it. and. He apologized, but that's the way they think. They look at that and they say, oh, it must be Netanyahu. I guess he couldn't find a way to blame Trump. <laughs> we'll get to the people who are blaming Trump in some form. But uh, then there's this. This is from uh, last night from Breitbart. Harvard students expressed their support for Palestinian terrorists amid the unprecedented terror attack on Israel this weekend in a joint statement signed by at least 57 student groups the Ivy League students blamed Israel for the Palestinian terror organization Hamas killing 600 Israelis. Now that death tolls up to 800, including nine Americans. This is from Harvard students. Quote, we, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for the unfolding violence. This is not some crazy, uh, whatever, immigrants who just came to this. This is Harvard. This is 
57 student groups, hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of Harvard students immediately blaming Israel for an attack before Israel even counterattacked. They hadn't killed a single terrorist at this point, I don't think. And it's all the fault of Israel. These people, and then, oh, by the way, I can't leave her out of it. Liz Warren today, she didn't wish anyone a happy Columbus Day. Liz Warren, former Harvard professor, wished everybody a happy Indigenous Peoples Day. You want to talk about gall. Liz Warren, as we know, is a fake Indian. Liz Warren pretended, I tweeted out her, um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Jerry Callahan. Jerry with a G. I tweeted out the uh, application once again, where she fills in Native American. She became the first woman of color at Harvard Law. An absolute lie. She's whiter than I am. She, her whole career is built on lies, and she has the gall to wish a happy Indigenous Peoples Day. This is a woman who stole a coveted position at Harvard from an actual Native American. She didn't deserve it. She didn't. She lied then. She lies now. Her whole career is built on lies, and she wants to make sure you know it's not Columbus Day. It's happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Hell, if you want to... Uh, celebrate Columbus Day in uh, Massachusetts. I think you got to go to the bottom of the harbor because that's probably where the Columbus statues are. They threw those all out because, you know, he's a colonizer. Uh, but uh, I don't want to get sidetracked on that. we got to get back to this, which is just utter madness. There's right now continuous explosions in Gaza. It's coming. We're going to hear by the end of the today lots and lots of People in the media, in Congress, blaming Israel for the deadliest day for the Jewish people since World War II, since the Holocaust. That's what October 7th was, the deadliest day for the Jewish people ever. And the Office of Palestinian Affairs, part of the administration, part of the executive branch, tweeted out, we need a ceasefire, <laughs> a ceasefire after these Four kids were slaughtered at the Tribe of Nova Dance Festival. If you haven't seen the video, it's horrific. Just running for their lives, some being gunned down, just happened to be out in the desert, out there in the open space, enjoying a music festival. All right, I'm excited to get to the calls. I do a podcast every day, the uh, Jerry Callahan Show, very creatively named podcast. Uh, I do get, uh, I do my ranting, I do... Uh, we do the news, we talk about these things, but we don't take calls. I am going to take some calls today, which I haven't done in a while. I'm going to tell Brian, my producer, that the people who disagree, the people who, who want to challenge, people who hate me, they go to the top of the list. The number is 800-922-6680. Let's start with uh, Randall in Pacific Grove, California. Hey, Randall. Yeah, I don't hate you. I, uh, I love you, and I, I agree with you. Now, before I get into my, my, my statements, uh, I want to make sure that uh, Dennis Prager is okay. He isn't over there, is he? I don't know, but um, you know who's over there is I just saw Cory Booker and uh, that other that, uh, that repulsive yeah, uh, he was, Dan Goldman. He was, They're over there. Yeah, because he was planning a trip over there, uh, and uh, that's why I'm asking about it, because he had a rerun yesterday. It was a taped show, so I'm not sure if he's well, he might be. He might be hunkering down in a bunker somewhere, but uh, we're going to find out more about the nine Americans killed and uh, 
man, when we find out which Americans are being held hostage, this just goes to a yeah. whole new level. Okay, now, now uh, for my statements that I want to make on this. Uh, the first one is, you know, Elsa Koch, the uh, Butchenwald uh, camp, was never punished for what she did. She's got to be down from Mangolin, second down from Mangolin, uh, Joseph Mangolin, and uh, she only did two years. So she had a lazy, comfortable reward for what she did. And I think of Hillary Clinton and what she said, that we ought to be putting concentration camps for disagreeing with Biden and siding with Trump. So I'm thinking of comparing her to Ilsa Koch, because I'm sure she uh, is feeling pretty good today. No, she does, but she doesn't want, no, but beyond Randall, in her defense, she doesn't want you killed. She wants you reprogrammed. She would settle for internment camps, re-education camps, you know, like Pol Pot. That's what she wants, just because, you know, you like Trump. She wants to do to me what she did to uh, all the males, little boys, men uh, at that camp in Book and Wall. That's what she wants to do and keep me alive as long as possible. The second to that, I want to say... Given the problem without a solution, uh, being honest, really, the problem, what, since the government and the media have all approved of Biden giving that money to Iran and Obama as well, and canceling out Trump's reversal of Obama's decree to give Iran money, I want to know who is even qualified to prosecute Biden for this. This is a war crime. This is a global war crime against Israel in violation not only of the Geneva Convention and every accord that's been made. It seems like the complacency in Washington prevents anyone from being interested in prosecuting anybody about it. I I, I honestly don't know. I can't even fake uh, knowing what Biden was thinking. I don't understand why you don't uh, ostracize Iran. Why, 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 why do you want to do business with Iran? Why, why do you want to uh, normalize the mullahs? It makes no sense to me. You want to know what it is? It's the same reason he just popped off this new border, uh, the wall reversal. He just wants to Trump, Trump. He wants to just take everything that Trump did away, and then well, that's true, but get credit. And this is just part of taking something from Trump. It's spiteful. It's it's petty. It's what we've got in Washington. We got. Uh, I, I agree, but it still makes well, no sense yeah. because because you knew this was going to happen. Blinken admitted yeah. it. He said they use their money predictable. to it's to promote terror. So we give them six billion and we think they're going to change? You think you're going to, you believe them? <laughs> Anthony, you There's believed no they weren't going to continue? Nobody, All right, thank you. Thank you, Randall. Uh, thanks, Randall. Um, this is from, uh, I don't have the Wall Street Journal in front of me, but uh, this is from Jewish News. Hamas's attacks on Israel, which began Saturday, were planned weeks in advance with the assistance from Iranian security officials, according to the Wall Street Journal. The report, citing senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah, stated that the Iranian officials gave the green light for the attacks during a meeting between them and Hamas in Beirut last week. This is the best part. Uh, IRGC officers worked with Hamas since August to plan the incursion from the air, land, and sea. August. You know what else happened in August? We gave them their hostages back. We gave them $6 billion. At the same time, they were working with Hamas to plan this attack 
on our ally in the Middle East. Truly insane when you think about it. Again, the only answer I can come up to, I can come up with, I, I try to understand what you're thinking. If you're Obama, if you're Biden, why you want to do business with these evil bastards. And it's just the idea, again, that the that the far left, the radical left, the Elon Omars, Ayanna Presley's, the, the Harvard professors, the, the, they uh, just instinctively hate Israel and support Palest, uh, the Palestinians and Hamas. So they have control. They have his ear. They have control over him. We know he's not a moderate. We know he has no, he's no substance. We know he's an empty husk. So he sides with them. And I think if we were to take, take a look at all the staffers in the White House, including the comms team who does the tweeting, we would find lots of 29-year-old blue-haired uh, brown grads with nose rings or Oberlin grads. That's who's in control that's who has his ear or KJP's ear or whoever, Blinken, and they support anybody who goes after Israel. That's, who, that, that's, that's the only explanation I can, I can come up with. God knows you don't do Israel any favors when you give Iran $6 billion. This is the result of this policy. Yes, Joe Biden has blood on his hands. All right, this is the Rob Carson Show. I'm Jerry Callahan. We'll be right back. All right, the number is 800-922-6680. I'm Jerry Callahan, in for Rob Carson. I'm sure he's kicking himself, man. When you're a talk radio host and you uh, take a day off, you just don't want the world to explode. Uh, you want to be here for that day, uh, Rob, I'm sure. We'll, when he'll be back, there'll be plenty more to say. You know why? Because it's going to get worse. Here's the biggest problem we got here. It's it was It was historic, this attack on Israel again. The latest death toll, 800 and something, nine Americans. It's going to get worse. First of all, you have hostages. Second, Israel hasn't even begun to fight. They turned off the, the lights and the water in Gaza. They have 300,000 reserves called up. They're about to embark on, about to commence the biggest ground invasion that we've ever seen in that country. It's coming. And then you're going to have the media politicians in this country taking the side of the terrorist. It's truly revolting. Uh, this is from uh, Fox News. Squad House Democrats, known for criticizing is, uh, the state of Israel, faced massive backlash from conservatives online over their milquetoast statements following Hamas's deadly attack on Israel. Uh, the only one who said nothing is Rashida Tlaib, but that's not a, that's not a good defense either. You say nothing? Uh, who do you think you are, Joe Biden? Um, squad Queen uh, AOC called for, quote, a ceasefire and a de-escalation after the surprise terror attack. Today is devastating for all those seeking lasting peace and respect for human rights. I condemn Hamas's attack. No child should ever endure this kind of violence. An immediate ceasefire and de-escalation is urgently needed to save lives. Sorry, AOC. Ain't happening. I got to get to my my crazy congressperson, who is just the worst, uh, if you're not familiar. Ayanna Presley, she tweets about two things. Race, everything's race. Oh, I should say three. Race, abortion, and student loan forgiveness. She's a big fan 
of deadbeats with graduate degrees not paying their bills. Oh, uh, we also have Jamal Bowman, of course, the newest member of the squad. Uh, Presley tweeted, uh, these devastating attacks are deeply alarming and my heart breaks for the victims. We need an immediate ceasefire and de-escalation. See, the memo went out. The memo went out. They say the same thing. It is long past time stop the cycle of violence and trauma and work toward a just and lasting peace. <laughs> you say that before uh, Israel has even had the chance to answer these these monsters. And Jamal Bowman says, I strongly condemn the attacks. I'm saddened by the loss of life. We need a way to end the deadly violence of Israelis and Palestinians alike, including the blockade of Gaza. Sure, you could say that. You could think that. You can't say it today. You just can't. All right, do we have time to get to uh, Doug in New Hampshire? All right, sorry. Hang on there, Doug. Hang on there, Doug, and other callers. Uh, I will get to you. I want to get to you. I'm looking forward to taking some calls. We have a uh, a story about one, I think, about one of uh, the Biden family members. This family is crazy, man. This this is about Frank Biden. And uh, I'm going to say um, Hunter takes after Uncle Frank. I'll just leave it at that. We'll get to it, and we'll get to all your calls 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. I'm Jerry Callahan. Oh! I, I don't know what to make of this. I'll just tell you what, I, uh, what I'm looking at. There's a uh, guy on Twitter named Chuck Colestro. He's a big uh, influencer. He's got 557,000 followers. He just tweeted out a photograph of uh, Frank Biden. That would be uh, Joe Biden's brother, younger brother. I believe Frank is 70. <laughs> 70. Uh, here it is. Breaking report. Naked selfie of Joe Biden's younger brother, Frank, wearing only a cap and glasses. Shows up on gay dating site. <laughs> oh, and he asks, is the left moving to oust Joe from 2024? And it is a photograph, or at least it appears to be, of Frank Biden taking a selfie, buck naked. He's in good shape, man, for a 70-year-old guy. Um, and he's wearing a baseball cap and glasses. He's got the phone in his hand, and he's jacked. And he is, uh, I don't know where it appeared. I just see it on Twitter now. I'll, I'll retweet it if you want to check it out. It's, uh, it's a little embarrassing, and maybe it is. Maybe it's an opposition uh, uh, stunt to, to embarrass Joe Biden. And I don't know if it's embarrassing, Joe, but it sure is embarrassing for Frank. All right, when we get back, we have lots more to get to on the attack on Israel and the reaction in this country and the protest in support of Hamas. It's disgusting. President Trump is leading in the polls. But only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail. 
and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back.